0: We're going to begin about eight lines from the bottom of Let's say a single witness says to him You ate something which was not kosher The other guy who he's talking about is quiet He's believed Meaning the single witness is believed We have another brisa that says like this A single witness says to him You ate something which is not kosher So the other one replies No, I did not eat Potter so it doesn't have to bring any kind of atonement sacrifice. It's only because he denied it. But if let's say the person who is being accused was quiet, so then indeed the single witness would be believed. So we have a breast like the first statement. The Abayi Abayi says, a single witness said to him, your pure things became impure. The other one was quiet, the single witness is believed. We have a breast as well like this. A single witness says that it became impure. The other one says no. or uh, it's pure. So the single witness is not believed. Time of the It's only because the the person who he was accusing or saying about. Uh, denied it but if he does not deny, if he's quiet, then the, the single witness indeed believe. If a single witness says, you are an animal, so there was some kind of illicit relations that was had with it, and the person who was accused is quiet, so the single witness is believed. If you have an animal that was done some kind of sin with it, or if a single witness said, that it was ki- that it killed someone, or ya'll or the. The owners themselves admitted naamon, so the single witness is believed to say it, and the the owners themselves are also believed to say it, and included in this is that they're believed to say or single witness is believed to say that some kind of sin was done with the animal so again, we see the same concept the single witness is believed <laughs> what's the case of a single witness <laughs> if the win- if the owners are admitting <laughs> so that would be the exact same thing as alpia <laughs> based on the word of the bilam the owners must be the cases where they're quiet so what do we see so we see that even though they're quiet so single witnesses believed we need all of these three different statements of Abayi the Iyash if I only knew the first one if for the fact that he himself knew that he had eaten something which was not kosher the reason why we believe the single witness is because the person who's being accused he wouldn't be bringing something inside of the base Hamikdash which was Chulan which was regular stuff if not the fact that he was sure of himself that he in fact had eaten something so that's why we believe the single witness. However, in regards to the fact that someone says a single witness says that your pure stuff became impure, so then it's not per se approved from the fact that the guy's quiet. Mira, you know, we could say, hi, the shasik, the fact that he's quiet, the suffer because he holds that uh, he's not, he doesn't lose too much by by admitting or by not saying anything, because he could still eat it even when he's impure. Okay, he can't eat it now when he's pure the e Ashme and homish the comabsidly be metazo and if I would say it in this case. That he's believed why because he's losing uh, the, the the times of tahara meaning the times when he can eat it when he's pure so if if not for the fact that it was really true he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been quiet nirva however in the case where the, the single witness said that your ox uh, some kind of illicit relations were had with it Maymar Omar so we could say the guy the fact that he's quiet doesn't prove anything because he could be saying to himself well it, it's not going to be brought anyway to the base on English as a sacrifice so therefore I can eat it. That's the Chiddush, that's why we need to say that even in that case, a single witness is believed. That's you a, shy, a question. Let's say a single witness says, your wife had illicit relations with someone else, and the person who is being told this is quiet. What's going to be at the Halacha? Is a single witness believed? Amar says, It's the same as I did it before it's believed. Rabbi Amar Rav says, no, he's not believed. It's a matter of erva. a matter of illicit relations, and such a matter cannot be done, uh, cannot be believed with less than two witnesses. Rabbi. Rabbi says, How do I know this? A says that a oh, single witness is indeed believed. There was, Samia. there was a certain blind person who used to order the Mishnas in front of Mishnuah. One day, he was late, and he wasn't coming. So Mashmu sent a messenger to find him. So while the messenger was going on one path so the blind guy came on the other path when the messenger came back so the messenger said that his wife when I got there she was having illicit relations with someone also the so we came in front of Mashmoul so said to him, If you believe this guy, divorce her. But if not, don't divorce her. My love, Maybe what we're saying is if he's believed to, meaning if he's somebody who's a reliable witness because he's not someone who steals, and so that's going to prove that you have a single witness, you believe the single witness. Ravah and Ravah will explain to you no what does it mean if if he's, if he's a believable witness it means if you trust him as strong as two witnesses so then you should divorce her but if not you shouldn't so therefore normally one a single witness is not considered a strong enough witness Ravah says how do I know this did Tanya, we have a bride, There's a story with King Yanai, He went to a certain place in the, in the desert, and he conquered their 60 cities, on his way back, he was very joyous, he called to all of the sages of Israel, and he said to them, our forefathers, our ancestors, when they came to build the Beit of the temple, so they were eating these vegetables, these very poor type foods. So, in his joy, so he said, we should also eat those vegetables to remind ourselves of the contrast of what we had then and what we have now, and to give thanks to Hashem. And they brought these foods on tables of gold. And they were eating there was a certain man there a foolish person who had a bad heart and he threw off the yoke of heaven and he said so he turns to Yana HaMelech and he says you should know King Yana that the sages all the rabbis they're against you so Yana said to him how can I figure this out if it's really true so he answered, Put on the tits, meaning Yanay was was a Kohen Gadol, was a high priest, and he had a special tit that had on a Kodashlashem. It said on holy to God. So he advised him wear that and see what happens. So that's indeed what he did. Hayasham Zakin Echah, there was a certain elder Yehuda ben Gedidia Shemai, his name was Yehuda, the son of Gedidia. ben this man Yehuda ben Gedidia, said to King Yana. Keser Yana, King Yana, it's enough for you to have the crown of kingship. Leave the crown of Kahuna for the children, I mean the crown of priesthood for the children of Aharon. They used to say that King Yana, so his mother, was captured in Modim. Mudian is the name of a place. And then the matter had been checked into, but it wasn't found to be true. Nevertheless, because of the statement that Yehuda ben Gedidia made, so Yehanna indeed was convinced that the sages were against him. So he separated them out in anger. So this guy, Pohira, says to King Yanai, Yana, King Yanai, it's a regular Jew, so he has to, has to take it when someone puts him down. And you're a king and a high priest, you're going to take this. So, he's, so King Yanai said to him, what should I do? So Elizabeth Pohira answers him, If you listen to my advice, Rams and destroy them. So he said back, what's going to be with the Torah? So, B'en The Torah is still sitting in the corner. Whoever wants to learn the Torah can still learn it. The book is still there. At that moment, says Rav that's when Yana HaMelech went off. Because he should have said, Okay, that's good for the Torah. That's written down. What's going to be with the oral traditions? Yeah, the Tetara Ali they put Elazeb right away. So the spark of evil was sparked by Elizabeth. and Pu'ir And Yanah Melach he killed all of the sages of Israel. The world was desolate Until your but ben Shetach who had been saved. Why? Because he was Yanah Melech's brother in law and Yana Melach's wife protected him. So, and I guess the didn't know about it, so he brought back the Torah to its former glory. So now the Gemara continues and explains to us why we bring this whole story. So we brought it because Abaye was trying to prove that a single witness is indeed believed in regards to something like this that has to do with illicit relations. So the Gemara says like this, Hey, Chidam, what's the case where his mother was accused or was thought to have been captured, but it turned out that it was not a problem? If He had two witnesses saying that she was captured and two witnesses saying that she was not captured. So why do you believe one more than the other? In other words, why did we say at the end that we that we saw that it wasn't in in fact true (inaudible) must be we're talking about a single witness so the original one who said that she had been captured was a single witness and then you had two witnesses coming along and saying that no she wasn't captured so the reason why he's not believed is only because you have two witnesses coming along and saying that in fact he's mistaken (inaudible) but if not for that fact so a single witness wouldn't be believed in even though we're talking about a matter which has to do with illicit relations where Rav, uh, so Rav, what's Rav going to explain in this brayso? Really, I tell you, we're talking about two and two. Like Rav yomi says elsewhere. The case is now where you have two witnesses going head to head. One witness pair of witnesses saying that uh, uh, we saw her get captured. The other witnesses saying no, she did not get captured, but rather the first witnesses, first set of witnesses, say we saw her get captured on day X, and a second pair of witnesses come and say that. It can't be that you actually saw them get captured on the X because you were with us on the X. Meaning, the second group of witnesses is not contradicting the original statement of the first group of witnesses. They're contradicting the person of the witnesses. And that's why they're called Ede Hazama. And therefore, that's why the first set is not believed. It's xer Kosov. And that's why we said that, in fact, it was found to be not true another possibility. there be and in fact the second set of witnesses didn't deny the fact that she had been captured but rather they said that they were there they saw everything that happened and before they even were alone with the mother of Yanai they replaced her they were able to replace Yanai's mother with some kind of maid servant thus the captors thought that they had this woman still but the truth is that she had been switched and therefore the second witnesses were not again contradicting the first set of witnesses that's why it turned out to be untrue, not that she wasn't captured, but she wasn't ever alone with them. Amarava um, Rava Rav says, no how do I know that or single witness not believed?" The time we learned in Mishnah um, Rishimin. Rishimin says, Diskim." There was a story with the Diskim springs, in the place called Yavne. "I met that until a certain point so people thought that it had enough water within it to be considered a kosher do? at one point they measured it and it turned out that it was actually not enough water so all the things that had become pure via this mikvah Rabbi said that they're still pure Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva said no that which had been done before all of the Taharis anything that was made pure so it's not going to be considered pure because we don't know when it actually became impure we have to assume everything was impure Rabbi Tafin says mikvah ha-yo this mikvah was originally as far as we knew it was complete misafek altachasar misafek from because of a doubt we're going to say that it's not considered complete we don't know exactly when we can only assume that when we checked it it was no longer complete meaning it didn't have the forty saw, but before that we can assume that it did, and therefore that's why Rabbi Tarfin says that it's considered kosher. Rabbi Kiva says, the person himself, he has a chazaka. His previous status was that he's impure. Because of a doubt, you're going to say that he's indeed pure. Don't make him pure because of a doubt. So therefore, that's why Rabbi Kiva said that no, we don't look at the mikvah. We look at the person, and since the person has a chazaka from before, we look at the chazaka, that previous status, and we say that in fact he's considered impure. I'm Rabbi so Rabbi Tarfin says back to him like this You know what this is comparable to? This is comparable to somebody Who's standing and he's bringing a korban A sacrifice on top of the altar He's a kohen And then it becomes known All of a sudden while he's in the middle of his Or when he completes the sacrifice That this person is in fact not a kosher kohen He's a khalo Because his mother was a grusha, Or his mother was a shera. That what happens? What do we say to what he's done? The actual service that he did is actually kohen. So therefore, the same thing over here with the mikvah. Even though we find that there's something wrong with it at the end, but we can assume that everything that was done until now is okay. Rabbi Kiva says, no, that's not the right thing to compare to. This is more comparable to somebody who's standing and he's bringing a sacrifice on top of the altar, and then it turns out that he's somebody who has some kind of blemish. That uh, all of the service that he did is in fact no good I'm Rabbi Tarfin Rabbi Tarfin says He says you compared it to a person who had some kind of mum some kind of blemish and I compared it to a person who is a ben chalutza ben grusha the son of a divorcee the son of a woman who had not done a lever at marriage let us see who it's like if it's more comparable to like like, like I said to a ben grusha ben chalutza then, then that's how we'll compare it and therefore we'll be kosher but if it's more comparable to someone who has a a Kohen who has some kind of blemish and therefore that would imply that by mikvah also it shouldn't be good all the things that happened previously so then we should compare it to that Yitzchel So Rebbe started to, to, to judge this. A mikveh Psula and A so becomes no good even with a single witness. Psula So too, when it comes to a Balmum, a person who has some kind of blemish, he also, based on the witness of one person, is going to become no good. Ben Ben Psula Don't prove anything to me from the son of a divorcee or the son of a woman who did not to deliver marriage that their psul, their disqualification, is something that requires two witnesses another way that we can see that they're not comparable mikveh psuloi begufoi the psul the disqualification that we talk about in a mikveh itself is something that's something intrinsic to the mikveh it's lacking the 40 saw balmum psul so to the balmum the person who has some kind of blemish so there's a psul disqualification in his body don't prove anything to me from ben grusha the son of a grusha the son of a that the psul that he has is not something that's intrinsic to his body but rather it's something that's extrinsic it's something that's a result of his mother's mistake or father mistake um, Rabbi Tarif, Rabbi Tarif responded Rabbi Kiva, and says like this, Akiva, kala mechal, Rabbi Akiva, whoever separates themselves from you is separating themselves from life. Meaning he was astounded or he was so impressed by that which Rabbi Kiva said. Now, we're coming back to Rabbi. Rabbi is trying to prove that a single witness is indeed not believed in regards to a case where he comes and says that a man's wife was mezana, had illicit relations. What's the case over here when we talk about a single witness coming and saying that a person has some kind of blemish and therefore making him no good, not good to be a and a priest and servant, what's the case? If he's denying it, is the guy believed? He's quiet. And the same thing would be true in regards to the where the single witness is coming to say that you are the son of a divorcee or, or the son of a woman who is Chalutza. The Shasik is quiet. What do we say? We said that a mikvah is possible, that it's disqualified with a single witness. And a person who has some kind of blemishes also, he becomes disqualified. Qualified with a single witness can't prove anything from the fact that a ben grush the son of a grush son of a divorcee etc so the disqualification comes with two so here Rava has proved that in fact you need two witnesses a single witness is not going to be enough for a matter that involves erva like this case so has a Abaygan Explained that he holds That a single witness Is indeed believed Really like the cases over here Where the person Is accusing Is in fact denying What the single witness Is, is saying So this we said Why would he be believed In the case of a blemish Indeed a single witness Will be believed Even though some, uh, The person who's being accused Is denying it Why? Because the single witness Can always say Listen Just show me I'll tell you where he has the blemish And you know Just show it to us and that's what we mean that the, the, the mikvah and the Balmum the person who has some kind of blemish we can always it's something that's in the intrinsic to the body something that can always be revealed that's why a single witness is going to be believed even if the guy is denying it and don't prove anything from the case of Ben Grusha, the son of a divorcee etc because the psula is something that's extrinsic it's not something that you can just show or prove so that's why over there in that case a single witness will not be believed in that case because the guy is denying it the person who's accused but if there's no denial then a single witness will indeed be believed how do we know that a, a person who's found out to be a hollow that his service in the base of English is, is indeed kosher the verse is it shall be to him and for his seed after him for his children after him Kosher, Apostle. This is teaching you that even though a chalal is not allowed, not permitted, a person who has lost his sanctity of being a Kohen is not permitted to do the avoda, the service in the Bessah Dish. nevertheless, if it was done, Bidi the avid, it's okay. Avoid the Amar mehach. Avu the The father of Shmuel says from the following case, from the following verse. God blesses his soldiers, so to speak, and the work of his hands he desires. What is I translated it, meaning his soldiers, but here we're translating it to mean the Chulin, even something which is profaned within him. Tirze, he still desires it, meaning if a Chalal, the person who lost his holiness, his priesthood, so nevertheless, if he did it, it's okay. Amar it's Says from here, shall come to the Kohen, the priest that shall be in those days. What does the verse have to say? You shall come to the Kohen who's in your days. Where else are you going to go? You can't go to a Kohen that doesn't exist in your times. The reason the verse says it in this funny way is to tell you that even if you went to someone and it turned out later on that he was not a kosher. Cohen, it's teaching you that in fact, it's okay, it's fine, because b'di'avid after the fact, it's okay. His service is okay. Bal mum dabo How do we know that a person who has some kind of blemish, his service in the bais in the temple is not valid? Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shmuel, says in the name of Shmuel, the verse says lachin emor. Go tell Pinchas, I'm giving him my covenant of peace, Kishu shalom. The like It's only when he's complete. The word shalom can also be read Shalem which means complete. And now, when he's missing something, so the The says, "What do you mean?" It's, the verse doesn't say Shalem complete. It says shalom, peace. So answers, de The letter vav in the word shalom is actually cut off. If you look the way it's written in the Torah, so it's cut in half. So it's teaching you that you should read it shlim, or Shalem or maybe it means that you take out the vav. Uh, completely so therefore you read it as if it says Shalem complete now we begin the Mishnah anytime that you have a marriage and there's no sin so then the child goes after the father what's this case this is referring to a, uh, a female Kohen a female, levi, a female regular Jewish woman that married to a regular Kohen a regular levi, a regular Jew so in those cases so you have a regular Jew Jewish marriage, full-fledged marriage, so the child is going to be considered whatever the father is. If the father is a Kohen, so the child is a Kohen, the father is a Levi, the child is a Levi, the father is a Yisrael, so then the child is a Yisrael, irrelevant of what the mother is. Anytime we have an effective Kiddush, an effective marriage, and there's some kind of sin involved, the child is going to go after whatever blemish, whatever familial issue that exists. What's the case? So referring to a widow who marries a high Please a divorcee or a woman who did not deliver leverage marriage who gets married to a regular kohen, mamzeres a bastard or a nasin, which is another type of psal- the israel who marries a regular Jewish man, or the other way around, a Jewish woman who marries a bastard or a nosen, Anyone who does not have mamzer, or in other cases, someone who the relationship between that man and that woman, so they can't, they can't have any kind, they can't have enough effective uh, marriage take place. In such a case, so the child is considered a bastard. What's this case? This is someone who has relations with any of the forbidden people in the Torah. However, someone who you can't perform an effective marriage at all, the child is going to be like the mother. What's this referring to? It's referring to the child of a maidservant or a non-Jewish woman.